Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn. Joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Ah, <sighs> it's going all right. Yeah. 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 I've yeah, um, last <laughs> again last last weekend I think I've got to work the weekend. So I'm yeah. hoping next weekend is a lot of uh, not working. But I said that last but, weekend and the weekend before that. So you never know anymore. <laughs> got big plans? No. Big plans for the <laughs> for the first Saturday of uh, the first liberated Saturday? To rest. Mm. That's the plan. As people now want to have like, oh, it's almost Christmas time. Let's get together. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to see right. y'all anymore. It's too much. Brunch? What's the brunch scene like in, in I don't New know. Zealand? I've never had brunch here. I think there is brunch. But I've never, never been to brunch. I, I've never been to brunch here. I've, the, the, I know. You know, you know I, where I, I've had yeah. more? Br- I had more brunches in LA, which is like three of them, than I ever had anywhere else. Because I'm not a brunch person. I kind of, I wake up early. So there's a very clear line between breakfast and lunch. I don't wake up late enough to go, mm, it's 10, 30, 11. Is it lunch? Is it breakfast? How about both, right? Like that's where that started. But I'm I'm a I'm a clear morning person where there's a breakfast and then there's four or five hours and then there's lunch, so I'm not mm. a big uh, not a big brunch person. But yeah, yeah brunch is more of like the indecisive menu that can serve all palates and yes. never really satisfy anybody fully. Yeah, um, there is. So when I just started googling best brunch in Wellington, and I left the N off. It shows it auto completes to Wellington 2022, then Florida, then FL, then New Zealand. Yeah, there's. A I don't know what Wellington, Florida, Florida is, but I'm sure it sucks. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> SecretWellington.com. You ever go there? Secret Wellington? Yeah, no. SecretWellington.com. Okay, no. here's the best places to order brunches in Wellington this season. This is as of ex- almost exactly one month ago, October 11th. Scorchorama. Yes, I know Scorchorama. We have we have been there before. That that is the place that is where I used to live. The place that you visited. It's if you walk down the hill. Oh, that's it's by the water. I think you've been there before. Did we go there? I think we went there. I think we did go there. Yeah, that sounds like a place we went to. I've not been to Scorchorama in a very long time. Yeah, it says this hipster place offers the perfect brunch if you're at a if you're at the seaside this summer. Yeah, from eight thirty a.m. Indulge in the likes of sweet Peter pancakes. I don't like that. Free range bacon and eggs, muffins, eggs Benedicts, and fishy twist with a fishy twist and more. Be sure to order one of the best. Freak shakes? What the hell is that in Wellington here too? What's a freak shake? Spell it. <laughs> it's probably not. I freak. mean, it is two words mashed together. Freak and shake. Seven monstrous freak shakes to devour in Wellington this season. Holy hell! I've never heard of a freak shake before. <laughs> look up, look up freak shake. It's now a thing. Freak shake, I guess, is very similar to. Oh man, what was the place? Black Tap was oh, uh, the place it, that it's did literally. These. A, it, it's a monstrosity yeah. of a shake. Is what it yeah. is. Yeah. It's like it is a milkshake with all the accoutrements, and then they added more. Like there is this is a New picture. Zealand thing, or is this a no is this a general this is, world thing? This this is a world thing. I okay, never heard the huh. term freak shake before, but a freak shake is a milkshake with other desserts like cake, chocolate bars, donuts, and candy sticking out from the top. This is, this you might is see awful. everything from a slice of birthday cake to an entire s'more or a rainbow lollipop topping your freak shake. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know where the, who coined this term, but yeah, they, these have been around. There's a place called, uh, I think it's Black Tap, um, Black Tap uh, Milkshakes, yeah, in uh, in New York. I don't know if they're still around. Yeah, they're still there. And they, that was the first, my first exposure to these 
ridiculous things. And it's like, huh. yeah, it's like someone kind of mashed together like the uh, like those apples, like those crazy candy apples that you get or caramel apples with a milkshake where it's like, it yeah, the milkshake like is there. And then they just throw a bunch of stuff around the outside on the rim. And then, and then they just throw an entire extra dessert on top. Like there's yeah, literally there's, these, there's a slice of cake. <laughs> yeah. It just, it just looks like a nap is what it looks like. It looks like as soon as you eat this, you want to go lay down cause your stomach hurts. God. Yeah. Well, there's a few of these in, uh, in there New are Zealand. a few of these. I'm looking at some of the you restaurants. You go to the, the enormous crocodile and shake. I've never heard of this place before. But this the monstrous freak shakes at this place are the most Instagrammable things you will lay your eyes on. Who could say no to an over the top creative milkshake smothered high in all sorts of goodies from unicorn cheesecake, chocolate, cookies. The folks here cater for all mankind. Really? All mankind? Not vegans. Maybe. They probably they got a vegan milk. They got a a vegan freak shake. Is that what you're saying? They probably do. I would assume so. Huh? Mama Brown? These actually look... The Mama Brown ones seem pretty tame. Yeah, They're not like exploding over the top. I would say Mama Brown is not very good. That's a restaurant. Buzz Cafe? It's like, it's one of the best American eateries. No, it's not. Okay. Sweet Mama Brown's kind of gross. Here's some other brunch spots for you. Uh, Cohen's Bar and Eatery? Mm Mm-hmm. Hangar? Yep. Goldmine Co. This place just looks like they're giving you the most bougie ass tiny plates. Like if this is really what a bowl of their granola looks like, that's just sad. <laughs> just sad. A bowl is meant to be filled. A bowl is meant to be filled to the top. At, at or... least cover the the lower surface area. Look at this. You you look at this link. You scroll down. And you look at this picture of this sad bowl of granola. A bowl should ne- yeah. Like this is this is depressing. There's got to be. This is like probably a quarter cup of granola in this bowl. It's uh, number four. If you scroll down the page here, it's just sad. Waiting for it to load, but yeah, might be. Yeah, Yeah, and then they got like, oh, there it is. Oh, that is that is sad. You summed it up. It's like it's like the bottom of the bag. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, and they just had us from dry fruit. Uh, you got huh. Maranui. Maranui. I'm sure Mar- I'm butchering that. How do you- yeah, Maranui is good. That's a place that's uh, on the on the water as well. It's good. The place is always packed. It's good. Did I tell you the story about how I insulted the uh, the person at this matcha cafe and her stupid toasts? I think you did. I think you did tell me this. I did. Or yeah, all right. I, I think you did, but feel free to say it again because I don't remember. Oh, yeah, because it's dumb. I mean, it's like basically <laughs> they they were serving this toast like avocado toast, right? I don't have a problem with avocado toast. I mean, I do personally because I have a mild avocado allergy, so I'm not eating that. I also, you know, there's just something odd about it. But anyway, in addition to the avocado pl- toast, they served a an avocado. They served a almond butter and jam toast. And it was literally just a slice of sourdough topped with almond butter and jam. Eight dollars for that, and that's problematic to me. Anyway, I was talking shit about it. The manager was there, and she's like, "Don't talk, don't talk bad about my toast." I'm like, "Oh, I didn't realize this was your idea. I thought you were just, I thought you were just making the menu." So I insulted her creation. Insulted her directly. Well, not directly, but indirectly. And she happened to be standing right next to me. Standing (laughs) there now, she's upset. Yeah, she was upset. And then I quickly bounced back and I was like, well, let me explain. 
This is a matcha. Oh, God. This yeah, is a matcha. Yeah, this is this is. A, I made it better. I think I, I might have made it worse. Who knows? I'm like this is a matcha cafe, right? This is a this is an establishment that serves matcha. You know how many matcha based snacks there are in this matcha cafe? You want to guess? Go ahead, guess. Take a guess. Five. Zero. Oh wow. Zero is the answer to that question. So you're going to tell me that no, we're not going to do matcha. They they used to have a matcha banana bread like five years ago, not anymore. And now they're coming in here being like, no, instead of coming out with some matcha desserts, which are very easy to make, I made matcha rice crispy treats a couple weeks back. They were delicious. Very easy to make. I made matcha banana bread countless times. I make matcha pancakes regularly. Okay. You could you can make uh matcha matcha mochi matcha brochies, which are like brownies, but they're but they're not. <laughs> and uh and no. Instead, they're going to come at me with a, it's not even a sandwich. It's an almond, it's an almond butter and jam. I'm just going to say jelly. You know, I'm going <laughs> to further, further disparage this. And you know what? It might not even be almond butter. We're just going to call it a peanut butter and jelly slab. Because <laughs> it, it's not a sandwich. Wow. There's only one piece of bread. So yeah, fuck your bread. It's stupid. And you know what? They don't serve it anymore. Uh, did you, did you, did she go home and go, maybe he's right? No. No, I just don't think anybody ever ordered it and they got rid of it. They still have the avocado toast. But it's just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. Do I regret anything? No. Oh, look, no. this place looks like they got some pretty good pancakes. What is there? Uh, what are these dots in the pancakes? What's going on here? Probably some. Hold up. Uh, what What's is up it? with is this Neo Chia? Eatery place? Neo Eatery place. Oh, is it Chia? That's less interesting. Probably, probably Chia, right? That looks like Chia. No, I've never been it's there. I've the never heard of Neo change. before. It's on Willis Street. I know where that is, but I don't, I've never been there before. I need to look up. I just need to see what their pancakes are. I'm in a bit of a, um, I'm in a bit of a creative pancake rut. You know, mm. trying to think of what to, uh, what to make next, and it's just like, I can't just keep going back to the hits. Obviously, we got the hits, right? You know the hits. Yeah, why, why don't you like, try uh, something other than pancakes? Try, uh, try crepe. I tried crepe once. Uh, didn't work out well, did it? It was okay. I it's like you know what the problem is with crepes is like they're more eggy tasting, mm. not that sweet. Yeah. All right. Here's here's what they got. So they got like these banafi. Ban- what is that? Banafi. Is that it? That can't be right. Is that really what you say? <laughs> Bonafi pie. Bonafi Bonafi pie is a British dessert banafi. made of bananas, cream, and thick caramel sauce. Oh, it's like, yeah. I think it's I think it's banafi. I think that's how you pronounce it. Banana custard, caramelized banana, coffee ganache. Oh, that's less interesting. Cornflake crunch cinnamon meringue caramel sauce. That sounds delicious. Except for the coffee ganache thing, but I but I all right. So let me I need to look that up. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig deeper in this. I'm glad we uh, found this. I'm not gonna do this now, but I don't know where the where the specs are coming from. Like what's what's with the dots in this thing? So we're gonna do some investigation on these on these pancakes. And uh We'll, we'll find out what's up. We'll find out what's yeah. going on with these. They look right. really good, though. Anyway, you should you should explore more brunch places. Why not? Now that you got yeah. all this time, you got a Saturday got free you time. Get, you should get brunch. Take Alice out. Get get brunch. Should I go get some brunch? Okay, maybe. maybe round I'll a, round up back. a posse. Have have some mimosas. <laughs> have a have a believe. Round up have a posse. <laughs> round up. Have some brunch. Round up a posse of white girls. Get some brunch. <laughs> find a pla- find brunch. A, get a boozy brunch with some bottomless mimosas. 
they they stopped that here in Wellington for some reason. I remember reading an article about because like, it's no a more... nation of alcoholics. That's why they stopped yeah. it. You know I mean, the answer to this. It's not I, a I mean, mystery. Yeah, I mean, if you know people here, they start young too, which is like, oh, y'all gotta y'all gotta back up. <laughs> oh, so yeah. What are they so mad about? Are they they're not mad. There's nothing to do, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, although I would argue now, right? It isn't Generation Z is not gonna right? It's like alcohol sales are, you know, it's like the same articles you saw about like millennials are ruining this one thing. You're starting to see those pop up for Generation Z is gonna kill this industry, and yeah. alcohol is one of them because they're not taking alcohol; they're just popping pills. And I don't know what's worse. <laughs> Wait, they're po- are they popping pills? Are they vaping? Are they doing? Are they they smoking the drinking. weed? They're not drinking. Is that true? And the weed is legal in most places in America, so the kids aren't drinking. They're not. They're not doing the weed, and they're just taking mm-hmm. pills. Mm. So it's interesting. They're well, taking opioids and and all that stuff, and and uppers and downers, and they're rolling and all the other things that the kids do. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, so yeah, different I generation. Know. I guess you know what the problem is. Like you. You know, as something, I think anything goes within cycles, right? And I get, but I mean, alcohol was kind like, of like I wonder. A, I mean, do you that's think a long cycle for alcohol, like from 1920 <laughs> until now, from like prohibition until now, alcohol cycle's been pretty steady. Yeah, but do you think tattoos, for example, are going to go down? Like, I don't think that. I don't think that alcohol is going to. You know, they say profits go down, but that's the problem think- with capitalism is everything has to grow. So if something <laughs> yes. doesn't grow and it flatlines yes, or it drops a small percentage, but still making absorbent profits, then it's yes. like, oh my God, we're fucked. It's like, no, yes. you're still making a shit ton of money. Yeah. It's just people are kind of over it's you. Like you got one more competition down year, now. It's like, let's talk about how all this is awful, even though we've had the last 12 years of prosperity. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I stopped, I basically stopped drinking beer and I now prefer to like sip on a cocktail. So Look at you. I'm consuming, I'm technically consuming less alcohol, you know, at a time. And I never went out and bought, like, I, I never have beer in my apartment. Like I don't drink alone. I'm not that guy. I yeah. can't. I, it's just like, well, what am I gonna do? Just sit here and, you know, feel you shitty in the drink? morning. That sounds awful. Yeah. That sounds terrible. What a bad <laughs> <Yes>. time. <laughs> like it's something I could easily not do. And yeah. it's not, and there's like a an infinite amount of things that taste better. Like I make myself a matcha, and I matcha, then I feel good, feeling you know satiated. It's refreshing. Yeah. I mean, fun matcha fact, has new manager. Yeah. Fun fact, by the way, new manager at that matcha cafe. She's awesome, and she gives me a fucking tablespoon of matcha in a drink when you're only supposed to give a teaspoon. So that's what I'm working <laughs> with now. It's amazing. <laughs> Uh, are you sure that she just doesn't my, re- that she just hasn't read the thing wrong and she does that for everybody? No, she knows. <laughs> she, knows. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. She because she'll like turn to her staff when they see her, like give him the big spoon. <laughs> <laughs> give him, give him the big spoon. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, which is usually, um, you know, never mind. I can't. I'm too. I'm like. I there's something to connect some dots for the big spoon thing, but I'm just gonna leave that on the table. We'll just move on. Anyway, the drinking thing. Yeah, there's there's infinite amount of things that taste better than straight up. Like if I'm drinking a beer or something. And I yeah. also think like white claws. Like, is it just pure? Is it all alcohol or is it like beer specifically? Because I could totally see you know these other no, companies just all, getting absolutely crushed. No, I think it's all alcohol. 
I think just in general, they're just not, you know, they're not drinking as much. And look, I'll, I'll probably say because they see the effects of drinking, right? In school, I'd say there's a lot more talk about don't drink and drive and alcoholism and all these things just with, you know, just with, you know, it's it's more common specifically in older, gen- just because, right, how many people in their 60s and 70s are popping pills, uh, you know, that they don't need? <laughs> I was going to say. I mean, probably all of them. <laughs> yeah, but just I mean, but, but they need them, right? But they but those are pills they? that you need when you get when you get that old. But I guess that's the thing, right? Just kids are now taking, right? Because they're going to you know they're going to parties and things, and it's not about getting drunk anymore, so to speak. And again, I'm obviously speaking in generalizations. That's right? It's here. about it's about playing Fortnite. We all know. Yeah, that. it's about playing Fortnite and, t- and taking Adderall so you can stay up and play all the Fortnite, right? It's that. So <laughs> just don't want to play some pa- Fortnite. Got a, got a battle pass to grind out. I got to keep going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah, they're they're working on changing the world with some with some with some Ponzi scheme. So they got to pop Adderall just to stay at it. That's what they're doing. They're not drinking anymore. Just not as popular. Also, shit's so. just like more expensive, and people don't have much have enough disposable income anymore. That's no, the other no. problem. It things cost and, living is high. It's a very expensive and, to live these days. So yeah, and drinking is expensive. Yes, it's an expensive uh, activity. It is it's very expensive. Where I mean, I don't know. Very how expensive, and it, you don't necessarily feel great after you do it either, right? No. Like you know, it's one of those things where you know most of the kids when they when they get into the into the other stuff for the most part you're okay the next day. You drink too hard and you're not okay. And that's that's the problem. I think the kids want to feel good because everything else in life sucks, right? They're going, the planet's dying and Russia's at war and capitalism and the government. So take these pills, make us happy. <laughs> well, I guess I do the job. Who knows? I have no idea. I'm taking those pills. Yeah. I did. I, I got um, I got Vicodin once for, um, was it Vicodin? What's the other one? It's something similar to that. Percocet? Um, any Valium. Valium. There you so go. One of those. What's the one? What's the painkiller? They both painkillers? I think they're all painkillers. <laughs> anyway, I got one of those V ones. And they um and it because I fucked up my back bowling a while ago. <laughs> wow, you old man. <laughs> old man. This is ten years ago. This had to be this had to be like ten years ago. Well, it's like a yeah, I suck at bowling. Suck so bad that I hurt myself bowling. The next day I'm like, holy hell, I'm in pain. And I go back, it's like, did you do anything? That you, differently i was like i don't know i went bowling yesterday he's like maybe that was it i was like great i was in so much pain and the guy gave me this uh you know whatever it was valium vicodin whatever it was and it was like a smaller dose but i was like any side effects like well you might get addicted to it i was like oh all right whatever (laughs) so that doctor's appointment because of my insurance at the time whatever it was it cost me like a hundred dollars just to go to like that city md and then to fill the prescription it was two dollars and they gave me 20 pills and i took the first dosage, it didn't do anything. I didn't feel anything, and I just didn't take any more again. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's how you make sure you don't get addicted to it, because then you would take a bunch of it and be like, well, now it's really working, and I feel great. And then next thing you know, you're getting more and more prescriptions of it, and then you realize you can't afford it, so you start taking heroin. Well, that's the – yeah. Well, that, that's apparently what happened to some people I went to high school with, where they got yeah. they got hooked on those pills, like a lot of people in uh, playing varsity sports. Yep, you get hooked on those pills, and then when you can't afford the pills, people go, you know, heroin is basically the same thing, right? Totally. And you're like, oh, okay. And you realize heroin's much cheaper. And there you go. That's why you got to legalize all drugs. You know, Colorado, I think it was Colorado, some some state just legalized, uh, just decriminalized mushrooms. Yeah. Again, I think the, the idea is to decriminalize it. Like, you're not, like, locking people up for this stuff didn't work. 
I would argue you put the money that you would have spent locking them up into, you know, trying to get them help if they want it, right? Like, if you want to be yeah, rehabilitated, like, hey, look, I'm addicted to things and I, I don't know how to fix it. That's where you should be helping people. Yeah. Colorado voted to decriminalize, decriminalize psycho Dude, that psilocybin. Happened. And yeah, this is this is part of the election, man. A lot of shit happened in the last week. Yeah, I know. I know. And I was uh, I voted. I talked to you about Good. my vote. I tried to vote for a Republican in Arizona. And every single time I did some research and I saw either Tea Party Republican or Trump in election fraud is correct. I just voted for all the Democrats because <laughs> at least their stuff wasn't absolutely nuts. Um, and it looks like it paid off, right? Then the, the guy in Mark Kelly just, I think he just announced that he won, right? They just projected that he's the winner. So you're welcome, Mark. Yeah, Mark Kelly won the Senate. They're still, so it's interesting. Arizona, like their governor one was a bigger one with like Carrie yeah, Lake. Yeah, Carrie Lake and the person I voted for <laughs> was not Carrie yeah, Lake. But Car- and that is a close race. So they have not called that um, but yeah, it looks like, uh, it looks like Katie Hobbs is going to win that as well, but you know, it's one of those just really close to call and they take so long to count all these ballots. Yes. Like the way they count them in Arizona is insane. Also California, like they're slow as shit. Yeah, and but it doesn't matter. Cause not everyone's like, uh, we got LA and San Francisco and I think we're good. No, <laughs> it's about districts. It's about districts. It's all about the district map. So let me explain. Let's, okay, let's talk about this. Let's, let's get into this. All right. Because. The U.S. government, there are three branches of government, okay? But there's really three. There's like three basic. That, that doesn't have to do with the branches. Let me let me back up. Let me let me re- reverse. Basically, elect three groups of people into office. You have the presidency. That's one guy. Executives. Well, and, they're, and they're vice president, right? That's the executive, executive branch. Yep. Then you got the legislative branch, which is what well, judicial is appointed by the executive branch, and it's approved by the legislative branch. The legislative branch is comprised of the Senate and the House of Representatives. The Senate is 100 people, mm-hmm. two 2%. representatives from each state, regardless of the size. So that means California, which has a population of like all the states in the middle combined, <laughs> has just mm-hmm. as many representatives as each of those individual states. And that's why the Senate's a big piece of shit. Then you have, <laughs> but it's also seen as like kind of the more prestigious. Yes. Um, there's only body. two jobs. That's right. why it's more prestigious. The whole state. There's only two of them for the whole state. Now, if yeah. you live in Rhode Island, great. It's, you know, it's dairy, it's corner store one, corner store two. But in California, when there's a million corner stores, it matters more. So, yeah. Now, in the in the case of the House of Representatives, it's a bunch of it's like local districts, and that is typically carved out by each amount of states has a different amount. But at the end of the day, everybody gets thrown into one big pot based on these districts that are drawn up. And this is where, if you ever heard the term gerrymander, this is what it applies to. And this is why, like my district, is a good example of this because I am in a district that is actually Staten Island. I am in a district that is Staten Island and then Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, which makes no sense because those are two separate boroughs, let There's alone a body of water between separated the two by of a body of water. Yeah, exactly. One is a what I've often described as a suburban hellscape, and the other is Brooklyn. So that's who I share a district with. And that one, for example, you look in New York, you're like, well, New York is a red is a is a blue state, right? But New York is actually one of the biggest 
places where Republicans made the biggest gains because whatever the hell they did <laughs> to draw up this map, they really fucked up. <laughs> and you and New York now has more is is base has like way more red districts because of how they drew the maps. Um, so now my hometown where I grew up, uh, where Rockland County is a part of, that's now a red district. That's one from blue to red. My district where I'm in, because that's shared with Staten Island, um, it's for the second term in a row going to be red. Hmm. And yeah, so that's that's just how it goes. And it wasn't even close. It was a blowout. Like they got they got whipped. They uh uh yeah, like it, it was this dude lost by like 30% in my district. So it just hmm. goes to show you how that works. Um there's also like a lot of this old money in uh in Bay Ridge. Yeah, old like money is going to vote out. Republican because they want to hold totally. on to old money. <laughs> Yeah. So as you like, if, it's interesting because if you walk around, Max Rose was the guy running against uh, Nicole Maliotakis, who was the incumbent. And as you walk down the main drags of the neighborhood, be it Third Avenue or Fifth Avenue, you see all Max Rose stuff. And once you get further towards the water, where they have like these enormous houses, some which look like cult compounds, um, but like classy cult compounds. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So they sure. they have uh, yeah. So they. Then you'd start seeing the Meliotakis signs. So it's just interesting to see that dichotomy. Um, and then, of course, you have Staten Island, which is more red because of its more suburban. Although suburbs, a lot of the time, don't lean red. But for whatever reason, I guess Staten Island, and that place is weird. No, weird. Well, I mean, weird some place. of them do because they've bought into the they've bought into the rhetoric of your life is worse because of everyone else. Right. So if we totally. got back to where you were most important, then everything would be fixed. Right. As in, if we got rid of the brown people and the and and the the pronouns and the and everything else, you'd be better off, right? And a lot of people in the suburbs who make a lot of money have bought into the to the Tea Party slash Trump Republicans. So I'm not surprised by that at all. Well, you mentioned California, so just yeah. like I mentioned, New York has a bunch of red districts. So too does California, because California, while you have your big cities like your LA and your San Francisco's, where m those are the most dense population centers, so California will never, in near history, in the near future, have a unless something goes catastrophic, unless something changes dramatically, they'll never really have blue. They'll never have a, um, no. a Republican senator. Same thing no. with New York. That's why, like, those are the kind of races, just like Gavin Newsom just ran for governor there. Like, they called that Senate, they called that race. Yeah. The, like, as the soon polls as the closed, polls closed. And, like, yeah. within five minutes, it was like, and Gavin Newsom won. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, New it's like, York. Wait, what? Yeah. New York, that shit dragged out for a while, which was huh. really surprising. But people, um, you know. Well, it's funny. Like, the blue states are becoming point. more red and the red states are becoming more blue. Which, yeah. if you have any hope, it's the Not fact really. of, like. I mean, I mean, but but there's parts of them that are like from, you know, yeah, and it's Georgia. those small wins that you're looking for. Honestly, you build on top of those small. Like to give Republicans credit, they've always kind of built off of small wins. Like they push local government hard in a way that the Democrats don't. Right? Like you know, your little area in the middle of nowhere is super important, and they get those people out to vote. And that's how you every once in a while get a Donald Trump as a president or Ronald Reagan as a president, because you can do that as a Republican base. They do a really good job of some of that stuff. Like I wouldn't discredit them just because in on the coast, 
you know, they don't do as well, but that's where, that's where money is. That's where generally, you know, like if you look at the map, the whole middle of the country is, is Republican. Yeah, Cause they do a pretty good no, job of trying to win those in the middle of nowhere areas. No, because their policies cater to the people, of course, people who don't live around other people. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, but that's, but that's, that's why they're winning Senate seats in the middle of nowhere. Like that's part of the game, right? Like yeah. that's the but strategy are, that's yeah, that works. There there are, however, a lot of places in um in California, like the Speaker of the House, Kevin like McCarthy. Orange, he's he's but, a California. But Orange Orange County is this. And Orange County is yeah. twenty minutes outside of LA. San Diego totally. is is normally pretty Republican. And that's a fairly big, right? That's gotta be at least the fifth, sixth biggest city in, in California outside of LA and you know um you know, um, San Francisco or, you know, Oakland or some of those other cities like San Diego's not small and that always leans heavily Republican and it's big military town and there's lots of stuff in areas where you go, hmm, I'm surprised this is as red as, as, as you think it is. And again, that's right on the border, right? You'd think that'd be a place that goes, well, Hey, there's so many, you know, people of Hispanic descent that live here. And a lot of people down there go, I'll build the wall. Like it's, it's the small wins, I think. It's the local government. It's the Republican ideals of we don't need big government. Focus on our, you know, let us do what we want to do in our area and you stay out of our business. That always seems to to still stick around. Like the Democrats haven't figured out how to beat that because instead it's like, well, let's look at the bigger picture for everyone. And the Republicans well, are like, well, no, screw everyone. Let's look at the local government. Focus on this. Well, you say that, but then you fast forward to this week. And there was all that talk about the red wave, right? Like they were going to talk about how the after a basically after an election, the midterms are basically a referendum on that election. So the yes. riles up the other side, and they like completely take it over. Like Obama had a crushing, crushing loss of the House in uh, and the Senate, I believe, in two thousand. Uh, what was it? That would have been two thousand ten, right? Yeah. And the, the amount, I think that was like historic, the amount of CT lost. It was nuts. You yeah. know, that always happens. And that was expected to happen this time where, you know, when originally the Dobbs decision happened and the Supreme Court overruled the right to an, the constitutional right to an abortion, every like Democrats were riled up. But that was months ago. And now people going to the election, people just kind of had that short term memory loss. And they're just like, well, it's all about the economy. People are upset with the economy. They're upset with inflation. They're upset with the rising gas prices and wokeness, whatever. They're just going to lump that in there because who cares? And what? Ha- and they were expecting like, oh, the Democrats are screwed. They're going to lose the Senate. They're going to lose the House. And they're going to get crushed. They're going to lose the House by a lot. They're going to lose. They, they're probably going to lose some seats in the Senate. And what actually happened? Well, the way it's trending, the Senate... It's looking, I'd say the odds are in favor of the uh, of Democrats gaining a seat in the Senate. So right now they have a 50-50 majority, which doesn't which sounds oxymoronic, but the vice president gives them that 51st vote for any tie. So I think they're going to gain a seat because while much to my dismay, the uh, Warnock didn't beat Herschel Walker <laughs> in Georgia, he did get more votes. They are going to go to a runoff, and which you'll probably win, right? Because this which, happened, which Warnock this happened win. two years ago. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why, in my the way I see it, is is a few. There's a few reasons. One, 
the you know people voted like it was completely lopsided not completely lopsided but very different than the people who voted for the governor governor kemp who's a who's the republican candidate that guy smoked stacy abrams yeah which was like he, which i think a lot of people were surprised by i mean but, but i don't know if i would have expected was. i think for anybody who wants to vote for a republican this is also a referendum on trump ism and like election mm. denials because he yeah. is somebody who stood between yes. you know trump's fallacy or delusions about the election being rigged and he was the one who basically like thwarted that whole thing him and raffisberger or whoever yeah, it was so down he's, there he's who was sort like, of one of the republicans that are like hey yeah yeah this. i believe in a lot of these things but i'm not trump right wink wink yeah. and everyone's like yeah great let's so you actually get the republican base to vote for him in totality totally. there's a lot of and republicans that will not vote for herschel walker because he's herschel walker <laughs> Yeah, and he's not – yeah, exactly. And Kemp seems more reasonable based yes. on the other thing. So you might even get some of those independent or blue voters who would not vote for Herschel Walker. So people will come out to vote for him, and then they'll vote for Herschel Walker, whereas – or vice versa. Whereas at this point, you're going to enter a scenario where the Senate's already going to be handed to the Democrats. So the amount of money that the Republicans are going to invest, it's just a big waste of money. It doesn't matter. It's like, is it worth it for that one extra seat? Yeah, probably not. Not as much as it would be if you were fighting to get a 50-50 again. So with all those factors in there, like I just think people are going to show up. People are for for uh, the same people that showed up for Warnock are going to show up again. But I don't think many of those people explicitly showed up for Herschel Walker. So I think he's I think he's toast. I mean, yeah. so yeah, I think that's how that's going to go. It's annoying. People are going to be talking about it. The media is going to hype it up. Um, people need to show up and vote. So that's going to be important. Um, I feel bad for Stacey Abrams. Like she is a star, but I just, she, I guess she's just she not saved, meant for, for that she stage. She saved the Senate in 2020. It was her mostly that went out and oh, yeah. really, really got people to vote in that runoff. It was her. And this is kind of how she got rewarded. <laughs> Yeah. Yikes. Yes, yeah, the second time running uh for governor and I and she did worse this time. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so I think that's when you have to look at your campaign and go, mm, this isn't this, this ain't it. Yeah. Um but so, yeah. uh you know, she she'll be out there. She <laughs> she's not going to be uh she's not going to be the the uh governor, so she's got time. She's going to keep she's <laughs> also going to start uh you know, mobilizing and that's what she does best. So I think That'll go. That'll go the right way. And then what else is that? Republicans may very well have the majority of the of the House, but their majority is only going to be like five, like if that. And it's going to be very interesting because now what they're saying is, well, this was actually the biggest loser was Trump. Like that's what they're saying. Yeah. And I, I'm curious to know what you think. And I don't know how much you follow this. Do you think Trump is actually? Do you think this is actually Trump's? This is where he finally goes away, or he gets defeated. Is this the beginning of the end for him? What do you think? The beginning of the end? Well, I mean, look, a lot of people. Or is it just the end? What do you think? Well, look, I mean, Where's Donald Trump is what? He's almost eighty, right? Six seventy-eight. Yeah, it's pretty old. I would they say elected that- an eighty-nine-year-old again into the Senate. That dude is going to be ninety-five by the time his term is up. I mean, if he's still alive. Come on. If we're going to have an age maximum, <laughs> can we at least make it? I, I know people are like, don't be ages. Can we at least make it 90? Like, do we need people over 90 <laughs> running shit? What are we no, doing? We don't. We don't. And look, I, what, what I would say, that what's, what's hurting Trump 
is you've got a you've got a highly motivated for now, right? You got a highly motivated generation of voters who watch this from afar, who understand everything that you've did, right? They understand the internet, they understand social media, they understand how you are able to galvanize your base in a way that I would argue his peers didn't understand. Right, like I don't, I don't know why Trump's on Twitter all the time, and you l- l- sit here and watch this and go, "That's how he communicates with his base," and it's not just young people. He's communicating with people who are in the fringes and becoming radicalized online, and that's a big part of how Trump got his message through to people. To be honest, like through Facebook, through all of this stuff, people say, "Hey, this is what's really going on." You know, follow us, and we're good. it's all the QAnon, it's the it's the all the people who stormed the stormed Capitol on January sixth, right? So like that that's kind of how Trump got got in this in the first place because he I don't think he expected to win. I no. think Trump was kind of having fun, and then when he actually won, he was like, "Oh crap, I'm actually president. What do I need to do?" And so I, I think he got caught in it, and he enjoys the attention more than anything else. And I think as long as we keep giving him attention, he'll always go. Well, maybe I'll come back. Maybe, maybe I'll come back. And I think that they pulled him out to do the last, you know, six months of trying to get people to to come out and vote. And they mostly probably got him to do it by saying, hey, look, we're going to bring we're going to it's going to be like old times. We're going to bring all the fans back and they're going to have their their Make America Great Again hats and wave the Trump flag. It's going to be fun. And Trump. Goes, oh, yeah, I, I like being I like people clapping over me. This is fun. This is great. Now, do you think he actually wants to run again? I, I think he'll do it because because he likes the attention. He likes people talking about him. I don't think he actually wants to be president again. So I think he'll milk this as long as he can. And then I, th- I don't think he I don't think he's going to run. I think he enjoys the spotlight and the argument of it. And he's going to just wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Maybe I'll do it. But I don't think he is. If you want my guess, I don't think he will. I think he'll he'll gain all the attention. He'll get all the people to come after him, and then he'll have one of these guys, the, you know, the, the um, the what's what's his name, the dude in Florida, who's everyone saying is the front runner for DeSantis. Me. Yeah, DeSantis. He wants DeSantis to come to the throne and 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 you know bend the knee. No, you are. Going, and, and again, he's you, not going have, to. But that's what Trump. Well, no, no, wants, no, 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 right? Uh, yeah, but that's not. <laughs> Have you followed like any of the back? No, no, I I have, but that's what I'm saying. I think it's that's what Trump wants. I'm just talking about Trump. You asked me about what he wants. Okay, what he wants, not yeah, yeah, what he wants. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, he wants all of the glory of being in control of the party without actually having to do anything because that's what he did during president. You don't want to be. He didn't actually want to be president. He just wanted to get up there. I mean, it's a bit like Elon Musk owning Twitter, to be honest. Like, oh crap! I now I own this thing. What do I do? My my two social media platforms are Twitter and Instagram. So I'll see stuff on Twitter and then I'll share that with like Brittany. And yesterday she finally sent me a message like, "You're still on Twitter?" Yeah, but but, but that's right. Elon Musk just bought this thing, and then and then someone's like, "Okay, so what's your plan?" He's like, "Uh, I, I didn't have one." It's like, oh god! It's like all of a sudden he became the moderator of the forum without realizing that. But being the moderator of the forum, you actually got to moderate it. And he's like, maybe I'll charge people. And he's like, oh god, this didn't work out the way I thought. You know, maybe we'll stop that. Maybe we'll do this. Maybe he doesn't have a plan. I think that's exactly what. That's how Trump became president. That's how he ran his presidency. And now I think he just likes getting crowds. He's never had that much attention in his life of people coming out to see him. It was him that they came to see, not the party. Not all. It was him. 
And so I think he'll keep doing this, but I do not think he will run. I think he will force someone to come and bend the knee to him to go, please, Mr. Trump, I need you to help me. And he'll go, okay, I'll help you under these conditions. This is what I need from you. So that's what's going to happen. I don't think he'll run for president again. But at the same time, I think Joe Biden is in trouble because I think I think the reason why the Democrats have been able to pretty much keep this close is because the, the, the abortion stuff, I think, galvanized a generation of people and a generation of women to come out and vote like they've never voted before. Because, I mean, you, you upended a law or a, a ruling from 50 years ago to control the reproductive rights of, uh, rights of women. And I, I don't think they realize, like, that's going to get someone out to vote when they go, okay, I, I got to vote now because now we're getting out of control for something that, that was a pretty basic right. And now it's not. So that's why I think if issues like this keep popping up, the Democrats will always have people who become one-issue voters on their side, right? There's more people coming out now that Roe versus Wade has basically been overturned who are going to come out to to fight for that versus the way it was before, right? You get the people on the other side who go, oh, everything's everything's a mess, and now i got to vote against abortion because now, right, the minority is always going to end up voting for the thing that they want disabled. But I, I think the Republicans have underestimated that. But I think Joe Biden is in trouble. Like, I think regardless he is in massive trouble because he's 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 in the middle he's too much of a centrist and i, and I, I don't think, think that helps doesn't help counter counterpoint i think it's the opposite i think if anything you've just proven this week that the middle is where you want to be you want to be a yeah, middle right but, like you want to stick to a core like there needs to be you know we kind of had this back and forth you know before the election we were saying well what do we you know you're you're saying you're trying to vote for a not try to have some diversity, right? Like be a little objective here, but we have to come to like a specific set of facts before you can get there. Right. And that to me is your center. Like that's the North star that you need to be at where it's like, we believe in elections. We believe in, um, you know, a woman's right to choose We're we're okay with, you know, uh, gay marriage, that kind of stuff. Like there are certain things that will move forward like there was so I, there was like some person a, a while ago who was like yeah maybe like interracial marriage should be up to the states like what are we talking about what do we do well, that was, you know well, that was basically like yeah like it's like let's go yeah, through so, all of the things that we've made you yeah. know so i yeah, think like, that <laughs> you're finding like you know we just talked about the brian kemp for stacy abrams thing. brian kemp presented himself as a you know more grounded version of a republican because he didn't give in to the crazy shit that trump was saying all of Trump's candidates lost for the most part because they were batshit crazy with the exception of, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, but his like hand-picked ones, Dr. Oz was his guy. Apparently Trump went and is talking shit to Melania because that was Melania's choice. Yeah. But, so, but, 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 but I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But all I'm saying is like and then you look at the Democratic candidates and you know, I think the more I think the center ones are doing better. Like people counted out Katie Porter like there was a question whether she was and I don't think she's ever really presented herself as a far left uh representative you know you have to you know get yourself into your you know you have to appeal to your audience that kind of thing but i also think people are looking for sanity and then you debate the political spectrum like i wasn't before Mitt romney lost to barack obama i was just like yeah, if Mitt romney wins whatever man you know like i it's gonna be fine <laughs> you know i, I mean but, think, but john mccain was similar until he picked sarah palin 
Correct. A lot of people really like John McCain. A lot of people say he's a veteran. He's in the middle. He agrees on a lot of things. I don't agree with all of his policies, but I agree with enough of them that if he becomes president, it's not the end of the world. And we we've missed that. And but the problem that I see is that the moderate Republican has been missing for so long. I think the the moderate Republican will come back. And if that happens, I think the Democrats are in trouble because we're headed towards a recession. We're headed towards, oh, totally. you know, cost of living. All the things that Republicans normally do a really good job of, of going, vote for me, I'll get us back on track financially. Because the Democrats want you to feel good. I want you to have money in your pocket. I want to reduce, you know, weight, you know, I want to reduce taxes. All the things that Democrats don't really do. And it, it, you need a moderate Republican. You can't have a crazy Republican, <laughs> which, is what, you, which yeah. is what you've had the last six years. And so I think you're right. But I think that in the long run, being moderate is more beneficial to a Republican than it is to a Democrat. For sure. I, I agree. And I think so that, that that's why the, I think Joe they, if they can find I, a if they can find a moderate Republican to run against Joe Biden, he's done. It depends on how well this is the problem with cults, right? Like what happens to the cult? The cult are still gonna follow their leader. So this is when you find out because there is a case to be made that you're correct. If you have that entire, let's say it is like 45, 45, 10, 10 being independent, right? And, but of that 45%, you have 50, let's, let's even drop that. Yeah. Let's just call it 50%, right? And say that. So that means a third of the country almost is ride or die Trump, no matter what, if that's the case, it doesn't matter what happens because you basically have a substantial independent party where all you need to do as the Democrats is kind of hold that shit together and not have a fringe group. It would be like if all the Bernie guys like kind of broke out and went rogue, but that didn't happen. But they kind they eventually, I mean, more so than not in the same way that Republicans fall in line. The worst thing they didn't do is not show up. Whereas these guys are going to vote for somebody that Trump pulls out. So I think, I think if Ron DeSantis like, I think the best case scenario for the Democrats is Trump doesn't go away and he ends up absolutely destroying yeah, the Republican split, party out of spite. Because he'll split the party out of spite. You're right. I think he will he'd totally do that. torch that thing. He'd do yeah. that before showing up at the request of these other guys. Unless they shower again, him with the, money that's, and pay but, off but his again, debts. You, that's, the, that's the point. What you just said is exactly my point. Trump will get in. You always have to remember, Trump does not care about the Republican Party. He cares yeah. about himself. And where Trump, there's lots of talks about indictment. There's lots of talk of we're not done with Donald Trump, right? And that was that was Liz Cheney, a Republican, that sure they hate, but there's enough moderate Republicans who look at that and go, she's not wrong. And at some point, we got to figure out what to do with this guy. What do we do? And so, in my opinion, I think the moderate that can kind of make a deal with Trump that goes, look. I need you around just to get your people to vote for me, but what can I do for you? And Trump will have his list of things. I need you to take care of all of this stuff for me. And there will be the moderate who makes that deal with the devil because they know that, like you said, there's a third of the votes out there that are on his side. Otherwise, they just won't vote, right? Because that's what the fringes used to do. They used to just not vote. The same way that the same way that the the you know the far left liberals didn't vote, the the hippies weren't voting, right? Until all of a sudden you started messing with Roe versus Wade, <laughs> you started messing with like core values. They go, well, I don't need to vote, man. It's all the same thing, right? 
You'll get the same yeah. thing on the far right side when they go, oh, politics is all nonsense. It's all crooks and thieves. I'm not voting. Right. Like it's on the fringes are on both sides. It's just which one can you get to show up <laughs> to vote? Because otherwise they normally don't vote. And it's very clear that this time you got the left to vote because the left saw basic human rights being taken away, plus climate change, plus all of these things that you've been able to galvanize. And the, the right is still the talking that about the, right, the election was rigged. Like, yeah, they're, they're, like, they're talking about putting election. in guys. Yeah. Yeah. Putting in guys to overtow to literally turn elections to literally make your vote not count. Yes. Yeah, like 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 they're off in crazy town, and and, and it's not helpful. It's not actually talking about because before, right, that group was talking about issues, right? There are issues that we didn't agree with, but they they had issues. They had a platform. We're gonna get the minorities out. We're gonna you know we're gonna cut taxes. We're gonna give you more money in your pocket. We're gonna overturn all these liberal free speech hating. Yeah, yeah, that stuff worked four years ago. Now it's oh god, they're well, taking they'd... away abortion rights. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't. Nobody believed them. <laughs> yes, yes, nobody believed them. So yeah, I I just think it's interesting because I I really think I don't think the Democrats are necessarily pleased with Joe Biden. They're just happy it's not Trump. And I think Such it's nonsense. real dangerous. You know what? Fuck fuck it's, those haters. All right, I'm, I'm yeah, I stand I stand I stand Joe Biden. All right, I stand Sleepy Joe. Okay, and I don't stand anything because that phrase is stupid. But I, I just I just think Sleepy he's a, Joe. He's, I mean, he's the Democrat. I, like, I've that always I liked him. He's a Democrat. I hate voting for, to be honest. Like again, people, I, I am very clearly an independent. There are ideals on both sides that I agree with, but the Republicans are so out of whack right now. It's like you can't vote for these people. These people are out of yeah. Their but mind. Joe, Joe is so like, I don't know. Joe just seems like a cool dude. He just seems like kind of down there's to nothing, earth. He looks like he cares about people. It's like with, he's not. He's a politician. He's not so extreme is what he is. I don't know. He seems all right. I'd hang out with Joe Biden. I mean, I, I'd, I'd, I'd hang, hang out. out. Just I think like we'd have a good time. Yeah, I'm sure you would. But at the same time. I, I just look at this and I go, is this the best the Democrats can do? Is this really? Apparently, it works. Yeah, which which isn't good enough. Twice. If you if How, you give are me you a kidding moderate, me? it's not good enough. This is the best performance in a midterm election that's ever been done. Joe you is the president. Me, if you if give you me a moderate Republican, you give me a moderate Republican who denounces Trump. It's a good chance I vote for him. All right. Fair enough. Put it out there. Give me a moderate public. But again, they're all too afraid. They're still afraid. Of, you need the one who comes out and goes, I'm not scared of Donald Trump anymore. We got to get this dude out. He is the reason why we keep losing. We got to be done with this. This is nonsense. You need that person. Like if Liz Cheney ran for president, I'd probably vote for her. Which yeah, is crazy. Because you're like, well, she believes in some real wacky stuff. Yeah, you know what? Ah, at the same time, that opposite is pretty, if it's a decent candidate who's not an idiot, who doesn't believe that elections are rigged, it's a good chance I might vote for him because I can't vote for them now because now it's it's insanity. <laughs> and I want to vote for someone that's going to change things the way that they are. And that ain't Joe Biden. And it's not Pelosi. And it's not the same old Democrats that have been doing the same old thing for 40 years. It's not them either. Look, I get it. Until my take is until... Until the Supreme Court gets some balance back, I can't. I can't vote for a Republican president. There's no way. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. Trump. Trump. Trump's. He. He really urinated in that punch, man. <laughs> Dude, it's not. Really, yeah, like you got. You got to balance ooh. the judges. Like that's. That's the biggest problem at this point. Like you want to talk about Mitch sanity, McConnell literally made a there. deal with the devil. Yeah, it's crazy. It came around. There it's was a, crazy. we should, we should end on this cause we should move on. But there was a, um, there was a, something I saw on Twitter. That's right. I'm still on it. 
where someone's like, let's thank Nancy. Uh, let's thank um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg for for saving democracy because <laughs> she died. Then the court shifted balance to the point that they were comf- they were comfortable to overturn Roe versus Wade. And then as a result, it galvanized all these Democrats to vote and not and hold a majority or reduce the majority in the House so that, you know, all of these crazy election deniers and all these other people wouldn't actually make it in. <laughs> so all that. Thank uh, thank Ruth Bader Ginsburg for that weird chain of events. <laughs> but yeah, look, American politics. It's a walk. Is- it's a walk. I'm not going to deny that. It's a walk. Appar- American politics is a mess. I will tell you, this is the first time. And I don't want scared's not the right word. It's the first time again, I've not been back in the States since twenty nineteen. It's great. You're gonna love it when you come back. It's great. I, I, Things are I, awesome. This is the first time I'm genuinely a little pensive of what am I going back to? Oh, it's just it's gonna look the same. I'm telling you. Again, it's, it's like all you've this been you've been living in America for the last three years. I've not. But I'm yeah. t- I'm telling you, what what you see when you don't live in America looks terrifying. And I don't think Americans just, see Americans don't see this. They don't see how the rest of the world is viewing what's happening in this contiguous 48. It's pretty scary. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in there, I'm sure it's great. Like, I'm sure if I was in, it'd be like, yeah, it's like, whatever. It's America. Oh, don't listen to that. It's fine. But I'm just, yeah. I'm just telling you the way, the way this stuff comes it across. Sells, it ain't great. Even, even if the elections didn't go the way that they did, right, you wouldn't actually feel those changes until, like, next elections or decades or a decade or two from now. Like that's, that's the kind of ripple effect that it has. Things don't move that fast. When you hear about things that are going on in America and how bad it is and all that stuff, it's like, it's all hyperbolic because it's people trying to, you know, energize their bases and all that stuff. It's so the media could sell ads clicks. It's like all of these things just going into the pot. You walk around, you go back to Arizona. It's going to be exactly the same as you remember it, especially now that all the COVID stuff is done. It's not like you come back to that. I also wonder how many, what the differential would be if, uh, if they didn't push anti-vax as part of the, you know, the MAGA platform, you know, how many voters got, how many voters died to COVID? <laughs> lived enough yeah (laughs) yeah in the the district by district basis so anyway that's that's i feel like uh and by the way like waffle house challenge like what's what's the deal we're doing that when you're in the states or what (laughs) maybe we'll see how it goes see how it goes i I gotta get now that now that i'm now that i'm done it's time to get my life back (laughs) so Mm -hmm. we'll see we'll see all right fair enough. but yeah look one, one one last news thing before we probably go into media therapy that's right right I, I I do want to talk a bit of sports. I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but you know what? I've spent the last two weekends watching women's rugby. And let me tell you, it's some of the most exp- exciting sports I've seen ever. Mm. I don't understand the rules. I don't understand really what happens when there's a scrum. <laughs> but it was super entertaining watching New Zealand women win, I guess, their... I guess this is their consecutive World Cup. But from sport, sports, from start to end, of sort of the drama of it and what's going to happen next and winning on the last second of the game, just want to throw it out there that rugby's not a bad sport when it comes to that. I still don't understand exactly what's going on, but I had a lot of fun watching it. So I'm just going to throw that out there. If you're interested in watching something that isn't American football, and if you say yes, you're out of your mind. But let's just say you're you're turned off by... CTE and misogyny and all the other problems that the NFL has. Give rugby a try. It's not bad. Coming around to it. All right. 
And it's women. Like, the, the men's rugby, I find boring. It's a little plotting. It's a little slow. Women's rugby, ew, people were making mistakes. The game was moving. Girls were hitting each other. I had fun. This was a fun watch. So, yeah, that's yeah. it. Just wanted, just wanted to get that in there. I know you've got nothing to add to it, but that was it. That's I had, I had to get that out there. You're, you're absolutely right. All right. Cool. Well, very exciting. Good stuff. All right. Yeah, let's go to some media therapy, shall we? I mean, that's technically part of it, right? Sports? Yeah. Part of it? It's media? It's therapeutic? It's therapy. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's start. Let's, let's talk about... Okay. Let, let me start here. At what point is Disney going to either buy AMC or Regal or one of these other major chains or just create a movie, like a, a physical movie chain, like a theater, a movie theater chain. I don't know why I struggled so hard to say that. Yeah. So where they yeah. only show Disney movies. I mean, at this point, yeah, is? that's what theaters are. Yeah. Because let's be real. Like <laughs> I, I saw, I saw black Panther Wakanda forever. I put, I put on the dashiki. I went out there <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it was great. Did, did you um, opening night? Did you go like as it opened? Yeah, absolutely. It got to. I have to go Thursday. Anytime a Marvel movie comes out, I have to see it on the Thursday it comes out. Really? Because because otherwise it fucking gets spoiled. They Does spoil it? it. It Google feeds or the news sites like video game sites have now crossed over with you know media. So it's like a site doesn't just cover games. They cover movies and all these other things. And it's all like that kind of nerdcore stuff. I don't know how you call it, but that's basically nerdcore. what it is. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually what the term is, but you know what I mean? So I'm scrolling through IGN and I'm already seeing things that allude to spoilers in Black Panther. I'm like, thank God I already saw it. Otherwise, that point would have been spoiled. It's like, hmm. you see, you got to see it right away. And that's why I did it. And plus, I had the dashiki ready. So I had, to, I had to wear it. You know, I didn't really wear the dashiki, but I think I'd look pretty good in one. Right? <laughs> what do you buy think? you a dashiki. Thank you. I would love it. Yeah. I'll wear it. Um, I don't know when I'll wear it. When, do, when would I wear it? Would I wear it on um, Kwanzaa? Yeah. Kwanzaa is a good time to wear it. To, to a Black Panther screening is a good time to wear it. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, well, good. February, I have some February is a good time to wear it as well. African American History Month. Okay, great. I'll wear it every day in February. So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, got options. <laughs> great. Um, but the reason I ask this is because, like, when these movies open, one, they're like always the biggest movies of the year, and they're also and two, like, there was a showing every ten minutes for this movie. There was nothing else playing in the theater except for Black Panther. Wakanda forever. And that's the case. Anytime a Marvel movie comes out, anytime a star Wars movie comes out, if they opened a theater, they could also probably, you know, I'm still watching Andor. this is the best star Wars thing since probably the original trilogy. And they would probably put that in theaters where you could watch like two episodes back to back for an hour and a half. Like I'd pay, I'd pay that. If you're like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to show this in the chunks and like the arc chunks in a theater so you could go and watch this stuff on a big screen because there's some really awesome shit that goes on that you'd Mm -hmm. love to see at scale and i'm just wondering like with the amount of content they have with the amount of properties they own like why not and then yeah you get a little bit of a percentage if you want to show a top gun maverick which is not theirs but why wouldn't they do that because they don't make any money (laughs) i mean that's well that's the thing you the thing is that you would would get all the money though sure you think so are you I don't kidding? Think you would. It, you, you set it up. It, this is like the easiest business model you could ever, you could possibly imagine. You get the same shit where you fuck people over on the concession stands, and then you walk them into a gift shop to buy the shit based on the movie they just saw. No, think I think about the, the only Pixar way- Pixar movies, think about the Star Wars movies. These things have merch. 
Are you the only way me? this could work is if you actually make again, like you're right, you'd have to make it like going into a theme park. Yeah, exactly. You'd make it like a it would basically be like a mini Disneyland or Disney World, and it would just be like, here's the theater experience. There's some Disney bullshit. If you just said, hey, you're gonna come in here, and because it's ours, we're only gonna show you like two trailers and we're gonna show you the movie. Because now you go into an AMC theater. <laughs> It's like you watch 25 minutes of trailers and then you see Nicole Kidman tell you that you're in this theater that you've already been in for the last 25 minutes. And then you watch the movie. So like, it's just madness. Like Disney, I'm not only saying why doesn't Disney do this? I'm telling Disney do this, make a movie theater. I'll go. I'll I wonder if whether or not they could premiere television shows as well right like before sure. it's released to disney plus you show the first mm-hmm. two episodes of a show in a movie theater on a big screen Absolutely. i wonder i wonder if well they do premieres model. yeah because they do premieres for that already for sure absolutely or just yeah, lag I, it across the whole time this is a yes. brilliant idea i it they've had to have talked about this as oh idea. they've talked about it i bet you someone's done the numbers and said we're not there yet i i if you I mean if you want to be honest i mean look and i can talk about this now that we're done with it when Avatar comes out, it's going to be a big, it's a big canary in this coal mine of, is the movie theater experience dead? Because like, if uh, people, like if Joe you Biden enjoy, says, it's, it's if, a big fucking deal. If you, <laughs> if you enjoy going to the movies, and this isn't me trying to shill Avatar, but, but that is the point of this. This is going to be the most expensive movie ever made. It is specifically made for the largest possible screen that you can sit at and find. It is a visual experience. And if you decide, well, I'm just going to watch it on Disney Plus when it comes out, and I don't need to see this in the movie theater, the movie theaters are dead. They're dead. Because there's been more advertising to come out to the movie theater to come watch Avatar. We are bringing you back to where we were 13 years ago when you were sitting in that movie theater when we kind of ruined the industry by making everyone else make a 3D movie. This is it. The highest grossing film of all time is coming back. For you to come watch in the biggest movie theater you can find. If this does not do well in the movie theater, movie theaters are dead. Yeah. So uh, that is it that though, I, is, or is it just yes, like yes, non-Marvel I'm, I'm, I'm t- and Star Wars stuff? No, this isn't. I'm not saying this as it's as it's not a fact. I've, I've been in the discussions of this. We, people need to show up to the movie theater because this is this is it. You're not going to get another movie like this ever if people don't show up. Like, like, it's just, it's going to die because the entire industry is looking at, is it worth it? James Cameron is the best at this. And he has put more time and effort than anyone else into giving you this. And if you don't show up for it, they're not going to give money to anybody else to keep doing this. If James Cameron can't get the money, nobody else is getting the money. So, yeah. I, and again, like some of that is some of that is conjecture. But it, it's just the reality of coming to the movie theater for a film like this, for big budget films is super important. Because if it does work, you're not Disney might decide to do this because Disney owns all of this. So Disney very well might go, actually, they come to see our stuff. They don't come to see their stuff. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe we should own this. So you're not wrong. But I think that this is probably, this is the canary in the coal mine. Because movies like Top Gun do really well. But that's also... Tom Cruise, that's generational. That's, again, we're bringing you back to that movie theater experience you had in the 80s. This is we're bringing you back to that movie theater experience you had 13 years ago. That was the most visually impressive thing that you've ever seen. So there's lots of these little, 
people testing the waters going, are movie theaters going to live or die? Are we going to give people these morsels? And if they show up and we get paid for it, we're going to keep doing it. Because, like, Dune, now I get it. Dune was in the middle of a pandemic. And Tenet was in the middle of a pandemic. But, though, but again, those movies are movie theater movies. So if, if people don't come, then it's going to die. We're going to move to streaming. And I think it's a disappointment. I think you need both. I agree. I, I, I love streaming. The, Trust I, me. I love waking up on my couch, watching TV, watching something on the movie on the screen, going like, yeah, my TV's big enough. But then I watch Dune at home, and the as soon as that opening scene with the with the chanting and them all sitting there doing their I go, Oh man, I should be in a movie theater to watch this. This ain't cutting it. That's right. Because you can you can sense it. And you're like, mm, this ain't it. Watching it at home ain't it. But I watched it anyways, it was fun. But I would really love to go see that movie in a movie theater because I could f- I could feel what I was missing. So yeah, that's my spiel. So yeah, so go see go see those blue people. Um, yeah, do that. the The other blue people, both blue, blue people. Go see and, the Wakanda Forever blue people as well. <laughs> yeah, there's blue people in that movie. I mean, come on, man. Like at that point, when they were making this movie, did they have to be blue? I mean, I guess if depending on what they were in the comics, Greg's probably like, "Yes, they're blue." I'm like, sorry, yeah, okay, they might sorry. be blue. I, I I don't I don't know anything I, about I Namor or I'll never. I'll yeah. never. I'll never read that comic. Just so you know, Apparently I'll never. Good, though, I'll never. Tanahasi, I'm Coates sure, is, right? Like that. This is his story arc. I think some of this stuff is the way that he was going with the with the story. I think if I'm reading, whatever. If I'm, if I remember. Then reading I don't. It, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil. Yeah. I'd rather just see it in the movies or on TV shows. But yeah, uh, yeah. Black Panther, fun movie, very good. Um, you could probably I. We talked a little spoilers before this, but you haven't seen it, so I won't go too deep. But yeah, the, I've, I've not um, seen it fully. There is, but I, I know the there is I know a, the story and the plot. There is like a D plot in this movie that has yeah. zero impact on anything else that happens. Um, I thought there's some goofy stuff in this, like, but overall, some the heart goofy, of this goofy movie, stuff in the first one too. There is, I don't know, man. No, there, there is like some of these designs for some of these things. Like, there, there are two people that get these suits. And they both look dumb as hell. <laughs> like they both look dumb as hell. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I couldn't believe it. They show one of these things at the beginning, and you're just like, "Well, that's just gonna be the basis for a cool looking suit later in this movie." And then later, yeah. it's like, "No, that is what it is." Yeah, it looks goofy. And then someone else, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna give you an upgraded suit." And you're like, cool. And then you see that, and then you're like, "Oh, this looks jank as hell. I don't like it." Uh, yeah. So whatever. I fine. Put that aside. This this movie is like one of the best um, depictions of like grief in movie form. Like it's actually like very well done, very beautifully done, I think. And as a Marvel movie, it's fine. It kind of like as it ties into a larger MCU, it's whatever. But the heart of it is like so strong. Like that that's really the the reason to see this movie because like it's an interesting crossover. Like I, I, I kind of liken it to Furious Seven, right? Furious Seven has that montage at the end, like saying farewell to Paul Walker. And I'm not gonna lie, you know, mm. I got a little choked up while watching. No, that part, you know? did some I, tears. Did it? I didn't. No, no tears. No tears. Okay, I'm, I'm a man. I didn't cry. I didn't, you know, so it was fine. Oh, men, men um, cry though. So I don't, I don't know what you're no, doing. No, 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 no. We're we're strong. We're men. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, so yeah, that was like like a very emotional goodbye. But I think in like, let's say even five years time or even today, if you watch that movie and you didn't know anything about Paul Walker and you see this thing at the end of that movie, you'd be like, what the hell is this? Like what, 
why and then someone would have to tell you oh yeah he died shortly before like while this movie was filming and that's why they have this weird because in universe it makes no sense whatsoever like why he just leaves especially when mm-hmm. two movies later they're like oh his wife came back but he's babysitting you're like what? <laughs> why whereas this movie the way they incorporate the death of like it's almost like an allegory of everybody grieving the loss of Chadwick Boseman, but through mm. the character. So it makes perfect sense in the context of the movie where like, this will still be relevant without just this, like one tag at the end being like, we miss you, Chadwick, all these other things. But yeah, you know, it's so it, I think it's really well done. And, and, in that and I guess regard. the difference is, it, is that Paul Walker died as they were making the movie. So it's a little Correct. It's slightly yeah. different, right? Whereas, like, that was a very sudden death that you kind of have to quickly figure out a solution for. Where, I mean, I think, you know, the very small circle around Chadwick knew that he was sick. And so there were plans made with him as far as how do we kind of continue this in a way that's that's kind of the most respectful, which is great because that's that's I think yeah. the biggest concern for for me, for someone who knows about the movie, has seen parts of the movie because because of what I do. And and not but but not knowing how to handle that so i'm most interested i must say if i'm going to go to the movie theater i'm most interested in that more than anything and that's i don't care about the end i don't care about the the, the, i don't care about old old namor and and you know under the like all that stuff i'm fine with yeah but how they handle this is what i'm most interested in because i know how it ends and i know sort of where it's going i'm interested in how they kind of wrap up a, a pretty tragic side of this of this universe in a way that allows for it to continue so yeah and i thought they did an excellent job like everything that exists like always comes back to that to that uh to that grief side of things so shout out to uh to that movie because it was they did a really good job of that of that part of it and um what's her name all uh andy vaxxer over there she uh she did a great she did a great job (laughs) oh the right yeah she's all she's just a phenomenal actress like she was, she was great yeah. in the first one she's just a little oh nuts. yeah she's she is but, great. You know, yeah oh, hey. totally but you know so is tom cruise love tom cruise yeah love yeah. tom cruise love her great uh letitia wright open invitation if you want to be on the podcast we'll we'll <laughs> have you anytime anytime um so yeah saw that um i keep watching andor wow 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 i need to watch andor. this maybe i'll start today because i don't think i have to work today i don't think it's it's good man it is just Again, it's good. And I think I could recommend this is also a show that I could probably recommend to non Star Wars fans. Like, mm. I, I seriously think that I'm curious to know if you agree after you watch it, because they don't mention a lightsaber one time. They don't mention the force. They don't do any of this shit. This is just like this. is Be- This is like space. Spy- yeah, this is this is like sci fi Jean Le Car. Like, that's what this is. You I mean, know? that's what Star Wars should like. Like, look, part of yeah. what again, I've talked, we've talked about this a million times. The Skywalkers get in the way of the the progress of Star Wars, and the totally. faster they can just make interesting stories in this ridiculous world that they've built, the better off this entire thing will be. Like, honestly, like just make a good story. Don't hint that there's a Force. Don't hint that Luke Skywalker is going to pop up out of nowhere and that there's a Baby Yoda and all this. Just give me a story that stands on its own and throw in a Wookiee that's not named Chewie. Just throw in, throw in a Wookiee. Just throw, throw one in there and be like, remember, we're still, uh, we're still in Star Wars. It's no, uh, there's no Wookiees. Uh, you know, fair enough. So give me something else. Give me some other weird. But there's still two episodes left in the season. Yeah. There's still two episodes left. And a there's honestly like, up, right? Wookiee's just working at a bar. <laughs> there's barely any, like, there's barely any aliens in this 
like or which non-humanoid characters which is which fine is great. it's great it's great make more it's stuff great. just build a cool universe that all connects to each other and you got it but I you don't I've have seen to like keep three robots us, right yeah like three, we all just know three robots. we all know what star wars is you don't have to keep reminding us hey remember guys you're watching star wars there's a death star there's a vader there's a there's a skywalker there's a solo there's palpatine there's somebody here that you remember from 50 years or from 40 years ago, right? And it's like, we get it. Enough. Let it go. Let it go. So, yeah. Yeah, they, they're they nailing this. They got two episodes to fuck it up, so hopefully they don't. Uh, but Andor, phenomenal. This They did kind of break the trend where they kind of wrapped up this arc in four episodes instead of three like they did with the first two. So I'm curious to see how they're going to do the last two. And they've already said that there's going to be a second season, which I'm pretty stoked about because this is so good. Uh, but yeah, I, I you should watch it. I'm really interested to see what you think, especially as you're kind of like, because I also, after Obi-Wan, I'm like, meh, whatever. I'm yeah, just, just, I, this. just I'm like watching it, this. I'm multitasking. Yeah. I'm half watching it. Now I'm watching. I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. And look, shit, I feel man. the it's same great. way about, and I would say in general, right? The whole universe building idea. Like I love when you give new people a way of taking a very small bit of what you've built and let them do their own thing with it. And I hope that's what Andor is. But what you're telling me, that's kind of where, where this is headed, which seems cool. So, yeah, I'll watch it. But, yeah, like, Obi-Wan, I got super bored of it because I was just like, it's it's Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan has always been kind of boring. And it's just Obi-Wan with his Obi-Wan problems. And it's just like, oh, fine, I get I get it. It's well done and fine. Yeah, there's Vader and Vader's cool and he's pulling down spaceships. Cool, cool. But it's, you just kind of passively watch it. Because there's nothing new. You're just like, okay, I kind of know what this is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, uh, yeah, check it out. I think you're going to dig it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it as far as things I've watched. Um, games, though. Oh, boy. Finished Bayonetta 3. Um, people are right. The ending is uh, not good. But still love the game. I mean, the, the game is stupid. Like, that's kind of what Bayonetta is. It's silly. It's dumb. And goddamn it, the end is just as dumb as the rest of the game. I kind of liked where they left it. I don't like how they did it, but but I do like where they ended up. And um, yeah, ridiculous game. Lots of fun. Great combat. If you're looking for that kind of game, then you won't be disappointed. Um, of the three, I think it's probably the second best. I'd probably say it goes 2-3-1, but two is easily the best Bayonetta game. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, but they're all great. They're all worth playing and check them out. Three, if it's if it's hampered by anything, if it's it's like it's over ambition on the hardware, whereas one and two like play exactly to the strengths of their respective hardware. So that's why they're probably a little bit better on the polish side. But Bayonetta three, great game. Um, I started playing Mario Rabbids, the new one, and it's awesome. Is it so? Okay. If you're looking for it, oh yeah, it's great. It's really good. I'm finding I, it very I like the easy. First one. I played the first yeah. one. The first one was this kind is, of easy in the beginning, and then it got really hard at the end. The boss fights. Yeah, this yeah. one, they throw like some random boss fights at you that are going to be hard as shit, but there's they give you a lot of good abilities. The best thing about this game, though, versus the first one, is that you don't have to have a rabbit in your squad, so oh, I can just play good. with Mario, Luigi, yeah, and Peach, because I, I just don't kinda, give a shit. Yeah, the I just don't care about them. Yeah. I just don't like, care. What are they? They're well. They're from Ubisoft. It's they were Rabbids were a spinoff of Rayman, and then they just became uh, this whole their own thing. And then they basically became the minions of yeah video game. World. <laughs> I mean th- that that's what. I, and again, they're, they're they're cute and they have their moments, but you're just kind of like, 
But I don't want to just like, give me Mario and Luigi and give me them. And if I want to have a rabbit every once in a while, cool. But don't force me to have one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that game's I, great. I think they, I always use the Peach the... Rabbit, to be honest. I'm trying to remember which rabbit I use. I think it was always Rabbit Peach. Look, I mean, Luigi MVP of this game because he's like, he's always. got this snipe. He's got like this well, sniper. I mean, it's, bow, it's XCOM, it's awesome. right? Like, let's be honest. Yeah. It's XCOM. And that's what XCOM totally. was as well. It was having... It was having Overwatch on your snipers in the background. So anytime the aliens mm-hmm. move, it's just 50 snipers yep. taking everybody out. And exactly. that's, that's, exactly. that's, 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 yeah. it's a, it is, it's XCOM, which is why, and, yeah. and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's XCOM without no. some of the real nonsense of XCOM that's really frustrating. Um, yeah, because when, so you yeah, could, when you could do an attack that makes a character, like you could do an attack that'll make a character move after you had Overwatch on them. And then, so it's like almost a double attack in that move. Yes. Like that's that's the move. Like yeah, because the fire, frustrating thing about overmoving. Yeah, then over the frustrating thing about about uh, XCOM was you could have ninety nine percent and you'd still miss. <laughs> yeah, totally. This and, is and a they'd lot be like, more well, that's, They'd be like, "Well, that's the odds." He's like, "No, that's not the odds. There's something else here," and it would be super frustrating because then you have one thing that you set this up perfectly. That's like, "All right, I'm gonna get one shot at taking this thing as soon as it moves. I'm gonna have everyone basically sit here and fire at it, and then you've got like three ninety nine percent and two of them miss." And then it wipes out your whole squad. And the thing with XCOM, at least the way that I was playing it, you can't revive people. Once they're dead, they're dead. And then you're just like, well, I might as well just go ahead and start over. Because the squad's gone. So yeah, death, yeah. 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 This game is like a more, it's like baby's first XCOM. And it doesn't have the grid. <laughs> which, which is fine, right? I don't know. Oh, totally. Yeah, that. it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's bright. It's fun. Um, yeah. And the, the it doesn't have the grid. Instead, we have this kind of like range of movement, which I do like. It kind of adds more of a platforming feel to the to the whole experience, so it's it's very good. However, I had to stop, and the reason I had to stop is because Rogue Legacy Two Shadow dropped on. Oh, I, thought, uh, I thought you were going to say something on else. Wednesday, on Thursday or Wednesday. Oh no, no, I'll get to that in a second. But Rogue Legacy Two, well, you know, I play like a Switch game and a and a game on my TV and yeah, you multitask. So I'll play it's two like at once, two movies at once. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like playing one on the train and one on the couch. That's how it goes. But here's the thing. Rogue this is Legacy my train 2, movie and this is my couch movie. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So Rogue Legacy 2 came out on Switch. And I was like, oh, man, I've been meaning to play this shit. Because it's been on Xbox. It's been on PC. Rogue Legacy. Did you ever play Rogue Legacy? It was on Vita. That's where I played it the most. I think I did. That's right. I, I remember correctly. Okay. I just remember what it so was. It's, it's a roguelite. It's kind of like a Castlevania with like yes, some uh, ghouls and yeah. ghosts. And it's... It's like one of the most addictive loops of a game ever. Yeah. Um, it's part of why Hades is so good. It's that same kind of loop, but it's just way more digestible. It takes itself way, way less seriously. And it just has an awesome sense of humor and just so much fun. Well, I downloaded it immediately uh, after I saw this thing because there was this Nintendo indie showcase. And I was like, okay, usually when these show up, I'm spending some money. Once that showed up, I'm like, well, I'm about to be $25 poorer. <laughs> and sure enough, I did. I caved. I was like, maybe I'll wait. I'll just finish Mario Rabbids. But it's kind of a longer game. So, um, shit. Anyway, um, sorry. I just got a note from somebody because I was supposed to be, be, fucking people <laughs> suck. People suck because you say you have 10 skaters. You say you got, you're scheduling hockey. You have 10. You send out a line. You have 10 people. And then motherfucker jumps in and says, hey, you had to change your plans. I'm showing up. It's like, fuck you, man. No, don't show up. That's 11. 11 is the worst number to have. What the fuck's wrong with people? Anyway, we should, we should, we should, we should cut that out or at least, at least bleep it out. 
Why was it? I thought it was funny. Your language is awful. <laughs> I don't care. I'm mad. No, I'm mad. No, no, nobody no wants to respect. hear all that when you're talking about video games and you're at work. You're playing this out loud on a speaker at work. And then I hear come here comes this guy. <laughs> oh, I so, told you, you gotta, uh, stop, you, gotta you gotta stop being. I'm I'm gonna say this because I know there's some hockey people that listen to this. You gotta stop captaining this team, man. You gotta find someone else to do it. You gotta stop. It's been you've been doing keep, this as long I'm as I've known. This in. I'm keeping this in because I know Greg and Greg and Drew. If they if Drew listens, I know Greg does, but he's gonna get a kick out of that. It's my sister. I, I mean, but but look, he should he should you should gotta help him find. You gotta help this guy find someone else to manage this. It's too much. It should be a rolling yeah. thing. You shouldn't have to manage this team anymore. Get somebody else to help you. It's too much. God, I can't. I can't deal with these <laughs> fucking people. So anyway, uh, yeah. So Rogue Legacy Two started playing this thing. <laughs> it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's a lot of fun. And <laughs> yeah, I know. I said all that stuff. That's the first one. I need. I need. Yeah. It's. It, this game is awesome. This game is absolutely amazing. Like it's really, really, really good. Um. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I really um God damn, I just I'm so mad just trying to figure out how to do this. Like, I'm just so pissed. I'm so mad. They, they I totally, so, they I'm totally like, derailed you. You're totally the game, derailed. The game is in three hours. <laughs> the game is in three hours. Uh, and he wrote this in response to the lines that said there's ten. Like eleven is the worst number to have. It's literally the worst number to have. Well, you game. should tell them since we have eleven, I'm out. Me? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, you should tell them, hey, hey, since this guy said that we need, you know, this guy made it 11 and I told you, I'm out. You guys play with 10. Good luck. No, you know what I'm going to do? This dude's going to cycle through the lines. Every other period, he's going to cycle through the lines. So you know he's going to he's he's, he's going to get shorted. No, no, he's going to get shorted on the Well, look at you being a tough guy. Oh, Mr. Tough guy. I am a tough guy because I'm pissed off. We Anyway, Rogue Legacy 2 is awesome. If you If you have any... <laughs> If you have any love for these kind of games with uh, like platformer, dungeon crawlers, Castlevania type stuff, dude, it is it is awesome. Wait, did I actually hit send? Oh, and then he tells me, dude, this motherfucker. He just said, <laughs> FYI, I would probably miss the start of the game, but I think I'd be on the ice by 730. The game's at seven. How about you tell him you don't need him? Just send him back like, hey, man, thanks, but don't need you tonight. We're, we're, we've got enough. Right, yeah. he's an alternate, right? No, this is a full time guy. That's what oh, makes it well, harder. Never mind then. He's he's paid his money, so <laughs> you're stuck with him now. I want to know who this is. I, I I probably don't know him. It's probably some new. No, guy. you I've don't. Been, I've been a, away from New York for twelve years. Um, yeah, that's funny, <laughs> and I love it. He's derailed you. I can yeah, feel wow. your the palpable anger. I'll tell you my response after this. Okay. <laughs> so I just can't. Some fucking you know what? You know what this is? This is a this is a Gen Z thing, man. Gen Z, Gen Z, Gen Z. You know they should drink more. You got to cater to me. Cater to me. Yeah, they're, they're just like, hey human. man, cater to me. Yeah, I feel entitled. Give me a trophy. Give yep. me a trophy. I'm gonna be 30 minutes late and fuck up your lines. Thanks, I'm man. Special. Fucking I'm special. And Thanks. I'm gonna kill. And and by the way, I'm gonna kill Applebee's. Like that's what they're doing. <laughs> oh God! I'm gonna kill doing. Applebee's and Facebook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna and I'm gonna empower communist China with TikTok. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh God! Oh fucking Gen Z, am I right? They suck. All right, so 
Oh God, poor Gen Z. They've done nothing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What I've given you this they evidence. They killed Applebee's. Uh, this is the evidence that I'm giving you right now. This is this is a crime against humanity that's happening right here. They've ruined the podcast. Gen Z has ruined this podcast. <laughs> or they've made it great. We'll find out. Someone's going to tell us. Anyway. Rogue Legacy 2 is awesome. It's really fun. It's really great. It's a great game. It plays great. looks gorgeous. It's got this great hand-drawn art style. It's on Switch, so it's portable. It's, um, man, I just, I wish the Vita was still a thing. I love the Vita. Yeah, it's dead, though. Like, never coming back. I don't think somebody yeah. will ever make another handheld. I think they're crazy enough to do it. Did you see they, they announced the price for the PSVR 2? It's like $550. Ooh. The console costs less than that. Yeah. Hmm. It's nuts. But anyway. Yeah, Are you still using your Oculus? Uh, every so often, yeah. I'm tempted. I've been thinking about getting one. I need to get back into VR. And I'd love to get one of these new portable headsets. But I, I don't know if VR is... Is it problem, useful? Is it, is it still a science experiment? Yes. Yeah. That's the tough thing. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think so. It's a it, it's a niche, but and my problem is that there's so much content coming out. It's and it's the the quest too is so good in that it's self-contained. But even that, just the act of I gotta put this thing on my head mm. is just more that alone is the effort that I don't want to do. Interesting. If I'm any degree of lazy at that point in time. So I'll play Rogue Legacy too. And now like what I'm playing that I've just started last night and I've put about three hours into is God of War Ragnarok on PS five. So these are the kind of experiences where I'm like going back to back to back to back. There's nothing really that I see on P on VR. Now there are great experiences. Like a game like pistol whip is incredible. You know, beat beat saber is the thing for me that I was like, Oh sure. Yeah. This is actually really great. Um, cause that's, I probably play that more than anything else on my Vive headset that I've not plugged in since I've moved to this new house. Um, yeah, but yeah, well, that's the, but God of War, let's talk about God of War. Okay. Now that I've completely ruined all my impressions of Rogue Legacy 2, but the point is it's great. You should check it out. If you like, it, yeah, Rogue Legacy is awesome. God of War. And we'll end here. I've played three hours of this game. This game's an incredible production. I, I can't, it, there's not really much more I could say than that at this point, because otherwise it's more God of War. If you played God of War 2018, this is a direct continuation to that. It's like a bit of a time jump, um, but it's the same game. It's the same characters, the same camera, the same gimmick of the one cut style, but just with production values through the roof, hmm. it looks great gorgeous on ps5 the set pieces are awesome the first opening shot i mean it's in all the marketing materials so like there is this like the first fight that you have like the first big fight is with this is with thor and it's just like the opening fight in the first game where it's just like you're gonna kick off a game this is how you do it by just like fighting uh, fighting a god that's like knocking you through the through the sky and like taking to various planes of action all with one cut of the camera it's just so damn cool and fun and well done and the character is so good this the slow moments like right before that thor fight kicks off there's this amazing 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 like you got i don't know if you're gonna play it but it's probably worth watching it 
uh, on YouTube if you're not going to play it just to see the scene and just like how good the acting is, the writing is, the tension is, the I mean the visuals of course, but then it's it's just this is one of those games where you're just like kind of jaw dropping like how is this real? Mm-hmm. How is this a real game? <laughs> just like I constantly have these moments in it where I'm like, oh my god! Like thinking about making something like this is 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 like climbing a mountain. It's wild. Hmm. So cool. That's uh, this thing's awesome. I the one thing I am concerned about a little bit, very slightly, but who knows, is that it's a lot longer than the first God of War. It's like, well, the first then 2018 God of War. Yeah. I think it's like. If you just go main mainlining, it's like 25 hours and there's a whole bunch of side quests. And I don't know if I, so I'll be interested to see how that's going to incorporate to the game. Like if it does open up, because I, one thing I love about this game right now in the first few hours is like, and this is what the first game did as well before it opened up was just kind of pushing you along this path. There's a couple things here and there on the side that you could explore to get more stuff. Um, but I love the way it just pushes you forward and keeps things moving hmm. and when that slows down or if that slows down, how they handle that in game, I'll be curious to see what that's like, but yeah, it, everybody's the ratings for this game have been outstanding, like averaging like 95 on Metacritic, which is insane. And if, and I easily believe that based on the first three hours, if this is the quality that continues throughout like a a 25 plus hour experience, there's no doubt this is easily game of the year conversation territory. So um this this thing is uh this thing's gonna be something special so cool god of war ragnarok good stuff all right they yeah i'll watch it because yeah i i don't know if i'll play it before it's already been out for a long time so yeah so did you play the first one no oh yeah play that first yeah okay. if you have any interest play the first one because it's it's outstanding i do i, I enjoy the really god cool. of war series it's just i haven't had time <laughs> so yeah it's cool good stuff there's some things that i have questions about but that's hopefully they get answered this time like uh but i couldn't talk about it without being huge spoilers so i won't anyway yeah check it out god of war anyway anything else sounds like you gotta go deal with uh with a hockey team (laughs) i gotta deal with i gotta deal with the hockey team i gotta play a game i got the game in like two and a half hours i gotta deal with this fucking muppet anyway uh let's (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> all right well oh man what was I gonna say right he's abroad.com go there check out links click stuff subscribe tell your friends um that's it until next time oh shuck it ducky now